what goes up must come down. Welcome to the Brand Breakdown. I'm Michelle. And I'm Courtney. And this is where we're going to track the rise and fall of big brands, from companies to celebs to pop culture phenoms and everything in between. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm sorry we've been a little MIA the last couple of weeks. We've had a lot of stuff going on and we had to take a little dip out, but we are back. And today we are having our weekly wrap up, our little weekly royal wrap up. And we have so much to cover that we're just going to jump right in. We have our royal aficionado, Courtney, with us. Hi, Courtney. Hi. Um, And we're going to just go ahead and jump in and talk about Number one, let's talk about Kate and the unprecedented update that we got from Kensington Palace yesterday because they're so tired of the conspiracy theories circling about Kate. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So basically, when everything with Kate's health started, Kensington Palace had released a statement saying, you know, she's going to be in the hospital for two weeks. Then she's going to be recovering at home basically until Easter, which is later this month, and that they would provide us updates if there was a significant update. So basically they were saying from here on out, no news is good news. We were alerted when she left the hospital. Um, We had heard inklings that, you know, she had gone to Sandringham over half term with her kids, which is half term is a school break for them. Um, They went to, um, they went to stay at their country house, Anmer Hall, which is on the Sandringham estate. And that coincided with when the king was at Sandringham after his cancer diagnosis. So the whole family got together there. So we had that information. We have been told that Kate recently, I think it was last week or the week before, hired a new private secretary. So we've been getting updates about Kate, whether or not people have wanted to pay attention to them. But there is this sector of social media and I think a lot of it is people who are not you know avid royal watchers who are like oh my god she's disappeared oh my god something terrible has happened and that's just not the case it's just a matter of no news is good news and there's nothing to report and so Kensington Palace yesterday finally after hearing weeks of rumors about you know she's in a coma um, she's recovering from some like horrific addiction issues or someone someone said that she had gotten a brazilian butt lift like really ridiculous things Uh, i would like a brazilian butt lift please yeah i mean and listen you know what if that's what she did good for her i guess um but yeah kensington palace finally released released a statement and their statement basically was we told you we're not gonna tell you anything unless there is a significant update and there is no significant update she is still recovering and doing well. Um, and that is also the same update that they had given the day that William, which we'll talk about in a minute, William had pulled out of an event. They gave the same update because they assumed, you know, they were trying to quell the fear in that regard. If William pulls out of an up, out of an engagement, they don't want people to think, oh my gosh, something must be wrong with Kate. So they said, he won't be there. Kate's doing well. And that apparently was not enough for people. And so they had to issue a specific update yesterday being like, no guys, really, she's fine. Relax. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I have seen so many articles. Like I think I opened up this morning and my feed had like 40 articles about where was Kate and what did the, what did the announcement mean? (laughs) Like, what do you think it meant? It meant what it said. Right. It's exactly what 
It's exactly <laughs> what they said it is. Like, and the thing is, she's she hasn't disappeared. They told us exactly where she is. She's at home recovering. They told us when she went on a short little, you know, weekend or week away with her kids to their other house. We know she's working because she's just hired a new private secretary. She's around. We just, we have the information that we need to know. All we need to know is she's fine. The rest of it isn't our business because her medical information is something that she's choosing right now to keep private, which is totally her right and her prerogative. And I don't, I think it's absurd how people are like, if she won't tell us what's wrong, she must be dead (laughs) or in a coma. It's like, what? That's a leap. I know. I know. I know. It's so crazy. So I'm going to just make a little segue here from her medical diagnosis, which we don't know it is and we don't care. We just want her to get well, Mm -hmm. to um, King Charles's first appearance since his cancer diagnosis was this week, right? I can't remember where he went, but you'll probably know. Yeah. So we've seen the king twice. Um, Actually, the first one might have been late last week. I'm not really sure. But he had a, an audience with the prime minister. And that was, they allowed cameras into that. Usually the audience with the prime minister, unless it's a very significant event, is not recorded. There's no cameras present. However, when the king met with the prime minister most recently, actually it was one before the most recent audience, they allowed the cameras in. So the king was looking great. He was smiling. Um, he looked like maybe he had lost a little bit of weight, which I think is to be expected when somebody is going through cancer treatment. But, you know, otherwise Super he was Super normal, especially. Yeah. yeah. But he was smiling. Yeah. He looked healthy. He looked happy. Um, and then we also saw him the other day. He was just – there was just a photo of him driving. He was in a car and, like, they captured him driving from – like Clarence house to somewhere else in London. So not an official appearance at all, but when the King drives by in his car, people tend to grab a picture he did a, because you know, he did a drive by. Yeah. <laughs> the King did a drive by. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. So that's going to take me on to my next little tidbit. I want to talk about because he did not attend his, um, I guess his uncle's funeral would have been his uncle. Um, so William's godfather and, um, perhaps Charles's uncle or cousin, I think I'm not really sure cousin. Okay. So his cousin's funeral, he did not attend that, but, um, the queen Camilla did attend in his stead, but William did not attend that. And there has been rampant speculation about that as well, because he, I guess he kind of pulled out at the last minute and didn't go. So, um, there's been just speculation all over the place about that. What do you think? So, um, King Constantine of Greece died last year. So this was a kind of, it wasn't a pub, it wasn't a state funeral or anything that it was a private family memorial service. And um, basically, Charles, you know, since his diagnosis, they've cleared his calendar of all events. And so although he was initially going to attend when this was planned a few months ago, it was announced pretty early on he would not be attending. The Queen was always going to be attending because, again, this is a family event. There was other crowned heads of Europe there. There was members of the Greek royal family, Spanish royal family, because they are all related um, there, like John Kerry was there because he had a political relationship with the late King. Um, so there was, there was a lot of people there and a lot of the British Royal family was there because they are related to the Greek Royal family. Um, if you all recall from our earlier episodes, Prince Philip, the late Duke of Edinburgh was born Prince 
Philip of Greece and Denmark. So the Greek royal family is very much related to the British royal family, the Danish royal family, Spanish royal family through marriage. It's a whole thing. So lots of people there, but this was a private memorial service. And Charles had initially been slated to attend. He was not no longer going. Camilla was always going to be there. And the press started kind of picking up this thing of, oh, the king is not going to be there. William is going to be doing a reading or giving a speech or something. And he will be the one leading the family. And that, I think, actually might have been a point of contention. We don't know why William ultimately pulled out. They just said it was a personal matter and that Kate was doing well. (laughs) That's all we know about why William is not there. And then a couple days later, we saw William at an engagement. He went to a... um, kind of like a Holocaust remembrance event that was supposed to take place um, back in January, but then it was postponed because of Kate's illness. So we saw William out a couple days later. He looked happy and healthy. Um, you know, maybe maybe he didn't go because he had a 24-hour bug or something. Yeah. It's just I mean, you don't a, know. Like- yeah. Saying a personal matter could mean so many things, and most of them are not a large cause for concern. Maybe one of the kids was super sick. Maybe he like had an emergency eye doctor appointment because he scratched his cornea with a contact lens or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it could be anything. That's just oh my god. That We're gonna to see that online tomorrow. That's gonna happen. That's gonna right. be online tomorrow. Um, um, I will say, like the norovirus is out there in a big way. People are vomiting all over the place. Yeah. The you know COVID is still making the rounds. You know, tons of people have colds and some sort of respiratory virus that everyone in town here where I live is getting. So like there's any number of things that it can yeah. be. So, you know, personal matter, maybe, dude, maybe he was tired. Maybe he's like, I haven't slept in a week because I'm taking care of the kids. <laughs> I need a day off. Yeah. Like it just, it could just be anything. Yeah. But, but here's a, what kind of the, what keeps piecing onto this is that his cousin, um, another cousin died or a friend, was it a cousin or a friend died during the, right in the middle of all this? Yeah. So, well, so I do want to, I just want to like hop back real quick because my kind of my own conspiracy theory, if we're going to talk about Royal conspiracy theories is that the press kept saying, you like, William will be there leading the family. William's leading the family, but that's not the case because Camilla was there and Camilla is the queen. She is a crowned head. She is the consort. William at no point in anything, if William and Camilla are in the same place, is William leading the family or is he leading anything if Camilla is there? You know what I mean? And so right. I kind of was wondering if all of the talk about William leading the family got to such a fever pitch that the decision was made that he could not be there because it would take some of the shine off of the queen in this, you know, in this time where the king is not as visible, their reign is very new, was it a decision, like kind of a, a business decision that, you know, the vice president can't look like he's the guy running the show right now. We've got to let right. the whatever CEO step up. Um, so that was kind of, that's my own little conspiracy theory is that it was more to do with the press frenzy around William leading the family than anything else. Now, like you said, we did find out later that afternoon that there had been a death in the family. 
Lady Gabriella Windsor, who is a cousin of Prince of the King and of Prince William. She is the daughter of Prince and Princess Michael of Kent. Her husband died and he died on Sunday evening. It was reported that the um, emergency services arrived at his parents' residence in Gloucestershire. And that was announced after the memorial service, like a few hours later. So there had been some speculation. Oh, Oh, go ahead. So he died at, so in all the reports I read, it was like undisclosed residence in Gloucestershire or whatever, um, Mm -hmm. and didn't specify where it was. So it was his parents' house? Yes. So sadly, tragically, this morning, or actually a couple hours ago, um, the first part of the inquest came out because anytime there's a death in the UK, unless it's, you know, somebody dies in the hospital of an illness, there's an inquest just to determine the cause of death. Um, at the time, they had said that there was no suspicious activity and that they were not going to be, they weren't going to be like commenting on anything, but there was no suspicious activity. And the first part of the inquest came out and it has said that he was found at an out in an outbuilding on his parents' estate in Gloucestershire and that he died of a traumatic head wound and that there was a gun present. So that I hate that. Yeah, that's awful. Um, They haven't, they still have not released an official beyond a traumatic head wound. They have not released an official cause of death, but they did initially say that there is no suspicion of foul play or anyone else being involved, which does lead to the assumption speculation that it was yeah yeah um and so did lady he have gabriella, kids or was they lady gabriella windsor and thomas had been married for five years they did not have any they don't have any kids um but yeah i mean they just got married five years ago they had been together for a while um it's just really sad but it's, it is so sad but it um and like william was William, so William and Gabriella are two of the cousin sets that are like closest together in age. So he was pretty close with her. Um, she, so at the time it was like, oh, maybe he didn't attend because of this. And I think you and I had actually talked about it via text. Like, you know, maybe he's not there because he's upset and he had been close with obviously his cousin Gabriella, but then also with her husband, Thomas. And the Middleton family was also close with Thomas outside of their royal connections. Pippa actually used to date him. And then they remained like very, very close friends. So I was, a lot of people were thinking, oh, maybe that's why William didn't attend. But they specifically said that was not the reason either. Um, So we don't know why William wasn't at the memorial service. We just know that he wasn't. And then he popped up two days later looking perfectly fine and well. And he mentioned Kate a couple times at his recent engagements, um, you know, going out of his way to say that him and Kate were concerned with the rise in anti-Semitism that's been happening. Um, telling he was at an engagement today. He went to Wrexham and did some engagements in Wales because it is St. David's day today, which is like the official Welsh holiday type thing. Um, and so he, a kid gave him like flowers. He's like, Oh, I'll make sure I get these to Kate. So, or I think he's a Catherine. Um, so he's been like kind of going out of his way to like mention her as well, <laughs> just to be like, she's really fine. 
But yeah, it's been an interesting few days for the royal family. A lot of highs and a lot of lows. Actually, um, mostly lows. Yeah. Mostly well, lows. And that, you know, so now I've seen a whole bunch of articles, you know, talking about how the um, royal family is not doing well, like just in general, um, you know, right now there's, it's a bad time for the royal family, blah, blah, blah. Um, have you been reading that? Because it seems like whenever there's an uptick in like someone didn't attend something, someone else is ill, someone died, that there's like this whole uptick in those types of stories. Yeah, I think that I've seen quite a few of those. I've seen a lot of a lot of things that are kind of like, you know, is this the end of the royal family? And they're talking a lot of things are pointing to, you know, like Kate is ill and the king has cancer and all of this stuff and like everything going on with Andrew and Harry trying to bring down his family family every chance he gets um, and William not working as much while he's taking care of Kate and the kids and all of that. But I think that what a lot of casual royal watchers don't they're not seeing or they're not considering is that like yes this is it seems like there's a lot of stuff happening all at once and a lot of it is not great and people are saying oh this is bad because like the royal family is not providing any value right now they're not doing anything right now nobody's working but part of that i think is by design because for years it had been talked about how when charles became king he was going to enact a policy of like a slimmed down monarchy. So the British royal family, it's been kind of speculated and also not really speculated. Like, yes, they were going to slim down. We saw that with the York princesses losing their security and being told that they would not be working royals. Um, We saw that with them letting Harry and Meghan go and being like, yep, fine, whatever. But there's also been speculation that the royals would kind of shift to a working model that's more similar to the Scandinavian working royals and the other royal households where it's less about the volume of engagements and like being out there, you know, Princess Anne does like 700 engagements a year. Which is insane, P.S. Which is crazy. It's crazy. Um, And so the thought has kind of been for a while that they were going to move to less about just like being shown, showing up, cutting ribbons, kissing babies, and more about selecting a few important initiatives. So for William, that's Earthshot, that's homelessness, um, mental health, and actually becoming really involved in helping to spearhead that change by being more hands-on with a few things. And, you know, they talk about the convening power of the royals. It's very, if I was going to say, hey, I'm going to go start a mental health charity, it would be really hard for me to get anybody beyond like my friends and family interested probably. But when a Royal says, you know, when Kate said, Hey, I'm going to start the early years center and I want to start really digging into the importance of the first five years of somebody's life and how that impacts their entire life and how that impacts future addiction and mental health and all of this. Kate got some of the most world renowned experts in the fields of mental health, adolescent education, addiction, all of that on her side in a second. You know, like the royal, they they call it the convening power. The royals have this ability to 
gather a group of experts and like, yeah, maybe the experts are the ones doing the work, right? But the Royals are the foundation of all of that work being done because they're also providing the funding for it. Or in the event that funding is needed, they're the ones who are going to go out, go to the gala, get the donations, you know, do all the schmoozing and hobnobbing to get millions of dollars in donations rolling in to fund this really important work. And so that seems to be the model that William and Catherine plan on taking into the future. The problem is, and if you want to look at it from a brand perspective, the Royals have really shitty PR because they (laughs) have never like explained this to the general public. It's something that weirdos like me who are like very into the Royal family and who are really paying attention to what's going on have like picked up and noticed and pieced together based on what we're seeing, what they're saying, how they're doing things. But they've never said to the general public, like, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to shift the focus from quantity and really focus on quality. And we're going to focus on a few things. You know what I mean? Like they don't, it's like almost a case of like never complain, never explain going too far because they're not explaining things that they should explain because when people say, oh my gosh, we haven't seen William in forever, da 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 Well, yeah, but nobody's expecting to because he's not going to be focused on going to a million meet and greets. He's going to be focused on going to a million meetings and working with different teams and doing research and all of that type of stuff. The boring, you know, desk work that we don't see the Royals ever do, but we know must be done on some level. Um, and the royals just don't explain that to the general public, I think, which is a problem. So what I think is that they should hire you as the face of their PR so that you can tell everybody all the great things they're doing. Right. That's I mean, I they think. have hired they they have upped their social social media game a little bit and they are doing a better job of showcasing what they're doing in a more coordinated and professional way. But they're still just, they don't ever explain the logic behind stuff. Like, even with Kate being out, they're saying, oh, you know, she's sick. She's going to be recovering until this time. Please respect her privacy. They don't have to tell us, like, what's wrong. But I think that if they went so, like, if they just provided a little bit more information, like, the reason that she doesn't want to provide more details is because they the family needs time to adjust to this or she doesn't want to worry the kids and have them see it in the public or you know she's going to be although she's recovering well she is still very sick or something like not like they don't give enough detail and so they just open the door to like crazy speculation and conspiracy theories because they try to provide so little information that it's like you're doing more harm than good, almost. <laughs> However, conversely, we have our friends across the pond on our side who give too much information and then are always combating the information. And I think this is the perfect place mm-hmm. to segue to say that I think two days ago that a judge ruled that Prince Harry was not unfairly stripped of UK security detail after he moved. Mm-hmm. Um, and after they complained and complained and complained and were very out there with it. And then you and I were just talking a little while ago and everything that they were saying was apparently not actually the truth. Yeah. So good old Harry and Megan, uh, you can always count on them for some <laughs> drama. And, yes, we can. 
Um, so Harry, as we know, has been fighting the UK government, not necessarily the royal family, although again, royal, very casual royal watchers tend to get that confused. Um, but he's been fighting the UK government for the right to have taxpayer funded security when he is in the UK. And he and Megan had said, or had strongly implied, perhaps I should say, I don't know if either one of them ever outright blamed the royal family, but they strongly implied that the reason they did not have security is because the royal family stripped it from them and that the royal family was somehow blocking their right to have security. And it's been pointed out a number of times in a number of publications that this is not true. The royal family doesn't have any authority over who gets security necessarily, because that is all determined by essentially the UK version of the Homeland Security. Um, They make those decisions. They evaluate the risk and they determine who requires security. Right now, the only people in the UK that get 24-7 security are the King and the Queen, William and Catherine, and I think Prince George. And then by virtue of being with their parents, Charlotte and Louis also have security most of the time. I think they may they may get 24-7 security right now. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but I would think so. They're so vulnerable. I mean, they're just little, they're just little tiny things. I would think they would have that. Yeah. But I mean, George has 24-7 security and he goes to the same school as his brother and sister. So like there's security at the school when he's, you know what I mean? Like it kind of is like they have this inherent security just by virtue of living where they live, going to school where they live. Um, but they may they may have their own detail. Not 100% sure. But nobody else in the royal family has security unless they are working. Megan and Harry quit their jobs. They are no longer working royals. Therefore, they do How not get... How many times have we said that? Like, I, I, can't, it, I feel like someone should like put it on my tombstone. Like, that's going to be my epithet. <laughs> like, they quit their jobs. Um But so the problem is that people, Harry and Meghan are fine to let people think like, oh, they took this away from us. Oh, they like blocked it from us. No, you quit your job. You walked away. You lost the perk. However, the UK government has always said, we're constantly assessing the threat. And if we find that the threat against them is so great that when they are in the country, they do require this like increased level of security. Yes, of course, we're going to give it to them. We're not going to put them in danger. Um, And that they would also, the UK government has said they would do that for anybody, any public figure that had that level of threat against them. But what the UK government is also saying is that right now, Meghan and Harry don't have that level of threat, which you think would be a good thing, right? Like you think they'd be happy to hear they're not in danger, but instead they've just been fighting it and fighting it. What came out recently during this whole thing about you know harry has they said that he like he lost his right to security whatever is that during the sandringham summit which was the meeting that took place a couple days after harry and megan said they were leaving the royal family or leaving their working status um william's private secretary in conjunction with some other courtiers wrote a document that specifically said that the royal family did think Harry and Meghan should retain their security and that the royal family would work with 
the appropriate government departments to try to ensure that that happened. They never promised it because they couldn't and they knew that they couldn't, but they still they did agree that they should maintain security while they were in the UK. So this whole time, Harry and Meghan have been letting people think that the family are blocking them from having security, when in reality, right from the jump, the family was saying, yes, we think you should have security when you're in the UK, and we will try to help that, like try to help ensure that that is maintained. It's not, it's never been the royal family's fault that their security got taken away, but now it's even just more evidence that Harry and Meghan were throwing them under the bus. I don't even know what the purpose was, like just to make themselves look like more of victims. And they've just, Harry and Meghan have no problem making the family look terrible and playing the victim of things for like, I don't even know. I don't even know what reason, like honestly, <laughs> I don't even know why they do it. sort of crazy. Yeah, just for so the drama. they martyr themselves. Yeah, it's all drama, dude. Like it's all drama. All right, but here's my prediction. So I read a thing a couple of days ago that said Harry had considered becoming an American citizen. Did you read this? Yeah. Um, ridiculous. And he said he had considered it, but it wasn't a priority now. Mm-hmm. I personally think long term, I think Harry's going back to the UK. I don't know. Oh, 100%. Going with him, but, I, but I think he's going back to the UK long term. I don't think he's getting the warm welcome that he thought he was going to get in the US. Um, I think that people just don't really care that much. Um, it seems like, I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong, but it just seems like people just really don't care. And it seems like a lot of their deals have kind of gone awry. Mm -hmm. Um, although I did hear they had a success recently. Oh gosh. I wish I don't have it on the tip of my head, uh, or the tip of my tongue, what that was that they cemented another deal or they were starting a new podcast or something. Oh yeah. Um, So Megan is, going to be working with a podcast network called, I think it's called Lemonade Media or something like that, which is a smaller podcast network. It's, you know, not nearly as large as the deal she had with Spotify. Um, And I don't know if there's actually any upfront money to it. It's probably more of just like a managing ad revenue type of thing. But she's moving the podcast over to there and archetypes will also be going to that platform. Um, But I read- They have to be paying her something. Well- I don't know. I mean, if they're helping with production and like managing ad revenue, like, you know what I mean? Like manage, like, I I don't, I don't know if there was an upfront, I think any brand would be foolish to give them any sort of upfront financial commitment at this point because they take so long to deliver (laughs) on content. Uh, Yeah. There's that. Um, There is that. Anyway, you were saying, but you you read something. I read an article yesterday from The Wrap, which is a like Hollywood industry publication, like similar to Variety, where there was a lot of unnamed sources, but some people who had worked at Archwell, some people who had worked at Netflix, some people who had worked at Spotify, basically being like, they're a sinking ship. Nobody in Hollywood wants to work with them. They are far too controlling and they're not willing to actually collaborate, which is part of why, you know, things at Spotify kept getting stalled and things at Netflix are taking so long to get through because they are just saying like, nope, we want what we want and that's it. And we will not, we will not give an inch. We will not collaborate. We will not like do anything besides like have an all or nothing mindset. So I imagine people like, you know, going out and saying that 
Like, that's not great. That's not good looks. <laughs> it doesn't feel like they have enough clout anymore to be able to do that. There's not enough cachet um, mm-hmm. in their brand for them to be able to make demands like that. Um, and, you know, Hollywood famously does not enjoy people who are control freaks. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the things that the article actually said was that all they've done is proven that they are not able to deliver on the content side that they don't, they're not like content creators. They're not producers. Um, and so they, all of their clout that they came in with, came in with initially was kind of just like the shine of being Royal. And it very quickly became apparent that in terms of like professionally quote unquote, they had nothing to offer. And so now Hollywood is very much like, well, why would we want to get in bed with this? It seems like it's just going to be way more effort than it's worth. So they seem to have shot themselves in the foot, I think, with their Hollywood deals. And I think that Harry's continued fight for security and how long this has gone on and how hard he is fighting for it, to me, is that's the biggest indication that he wants to be back in the UK. Because if he didn't care about going back to the UK long term, he wouldn't this wouldn't matter that much. You know what I mean? Like he's been back for visits where he didn't have security. So why does he care so much about the security? Yeah. Yeah. I just feel in my bones that he's going back long-term that, Mm -hmm. you know, regardless of how that goes and maybe the kids will go to boarding school, maybe they'll go um, to Marlboro or Eaton or, you know, one of those places. Um, It just, I, I just feel like, he just still does not seem happy. She seems way happier than he does. And I don't know what that's about. I don't know if that's because she's an actress or because she is truly happier, but he just seems so dour all the time. He just seems down and, you know, and PS, you and I both know we're content creators. Being a content creator is different from being an actress or an activist mm-hmm. or someone who enjoys content or acts for content or is given content. <laughs> creating the content is actually harder than you imagine, mm-hmm. you know? Sure is. Um, and yeah, it sure is. So I think that um, that might've come back and bit them in the ass as well. Excuse my French. Um, because they were not content creators. And if they weren't willing to take input from people who were con- content creators, then that could be why things have not, you know, panned out the way they thought they would. Yeah, I think it's just, I don't know, the Harry and Meghan thing for as annoying as it is and as frustrating as it is because it's like, oh my God, like this guy again, you know what I mean? Like, oh goodness, they're complaining about something else. Like, I'm so curious to see how it plays out in the long run because like you said, he seems miserable. She seems to be kind of happy, but I don't, I don't know what she would be happy about. Like she's alienated from her family. She doesn't really have a job <laughs> her husband's miserable <laughs> like I don't know why she would be happy but she seems to be and I'm just so curious like how this comes together in the long run like you know what's the five-year yeah. plan for Harry and Megan? I guess 10-year plan because what they're in year six now right yeah yeah um, so 10-year so plan. it'll be I think that it'll, I think it'll play out in the next couple of years. Cause I honestly, I don't think that they can bear the strain of what they have created for themselves. So at some point, something's going to give. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just hope that whatever gives and whatever happens that they're both able to gracefully extricate themselves 
or, you know, be at peace with however it plays out. Um, because I don't know, it just, they just seem like a train wreck sometimes. And I hate that for them. You know, I hate that for anybody. I don't want anybody to be a train wreck really. Um, any other news that we did not cover today? I feel like we did a good job of covering everything that was in the news this week. Um, well, so just still on Harry and Meghan, um, it came out that Harry, while Harry and Meghan were in Canada for the Invictus stuff that they were doing last week or the week before they did some stuff for Invictus, you know, meeting with athletes who were in training, whatever, um, they also had a camera crew with them and people thought maybe this was a Netflix camera crew, but it was not, it was an ABC camera crew. And Harry has worked with ABC to deliver some content and they are doing a documentary and apparently Netflix is furious about it. So I just think that's a Uh, fun little tidbit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, wait a second. Don't they still have an active deal with Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, they do. And that's why Netflix is so mad. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Because ABC is Disney. So that means that they went, see you Netflix. We're going to go work with Disney. And that, I mean, that's got to be some sort of breach of contract or something. If, you know, or an adjacent, a complimentary sort of thing. Um, Yeah. I mean, I've wondered what their contract structure is like. I imagine that there had to be some sort of like non-exclusive in their Netflix contract because Harry, Megan did something with Disney Plus right out the gate. She did the narration for the Elephants documentary, which was wonderful, the um, Disney Nature documentary. Uh, Harry did, I think, two things with Apple TV, Apple Plus. He did like an Oprah thing. So they've been doing content on outside outlets the whole time. So I'm guessing that their Netflix deal had to have something about like non-exclusive in it, which is very interesting to to me. Yeah, that's crazy. So where did you read that um, Netflix was furious or did you, was that an insider thing? Uh, no, I'm not that insider. There was, um, I saw some stuff, there was a few articles about it and I saw a, there was promotion for the, um, ABC documentary. And then there was in some of the articles, it was like, you know, sources at Netflix are saying like, this came out of the blue. They're very unhappy. Um, so I think there was like a couple articles, like like Daily Mail articles, hello, like all the UK tabloids with Netflix, unnamed Netflix sources saying, like what the hell is going on? They just um, they just continue to shoot themselves in the in the foot. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. so crazy to me. They just can't stay out of their own way, as my mom used to stay used mm-hmm. to say. Just have to stay out of your own way. Um, well, this has been awesome. We had so much to talk about. I'm so glad that we had an opportunity to hop in on a Friday and say hello. And we will be back soon for another update and then um, wrap up of Kate, um, future queen Mm -hmm. of England. Yep. All right. Talk to you guys. All right.